Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 188 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about why your inner thighs are so stinking tight, the anatomy of the adductor muscles, how inner thigh tension might be contributing to your hip pain, and the best exercises to help. Because when was the last time you even stretched your inner thighs or thought about them at all? Because tension and pain in the inner thighs can be connected to what's going on in your hips and your knees. So continuing to ignore things here isn't necessarily conducive to your path to pain-free. Also, the reason why we're talking about the inner thighs today is because sometimes if you have hip pain or knee pain and you're going about the more traditional routes and you feel like you're just not really getting anywhere, this might be that next best place to keep looking. Tight inner thighs may also indicate something further like hip impingement, which honestly isn't as scary as it sounds. And we're going to talk about that today as well. So let's get into all things inner thighs. And when we talk about the inner thighs, what are we actually referring to? And mostly what I'm referring to is a group of muscles called the adductors. There are five of them, and they're on the inside, that medial compartment of the thigh. So you have the adductor longus, adductor brevis, adductor magnus, the gracilis, and the pectineus. Now, if you're like, what? (laughs) I know it's a bunch of Latin, but adductor, think of it as ad, A-D-D, adding to the midline. You have a long one, the longest, a brevis, a shorter one, and then a big one, the magnus. All of them help to adduct or adduct the hip, meaning bringing your legs together, bringing your legs towards the midline. They also assist with internal rotation of the hip. So if you are standing with your feet in parallel and you turned your toes to face one another, that is internal rotation. They also assist with hip flexion. So hip flexors, tight hip flexors, they are a part of this as well, with the exception of the gracilis muscle that I mentioned, which actually has a little bit more sway over what is going on in your knee. And the adductor magnus is sort of like a two-timing muscle because it's also partially involved in helping the hamstrings do their job with hip extension. So when I say it's all connected, that's because it truly is. And as you've already heard right now, our body isn't as simple or even compartmentalized as anatomy books want you to think. My favorite book, The Trail Guide, which I show on social media all the time, it shows the muscles in isolation, but the reality is the adductor group even is a blob of muscles And we're able to create this differentiation between them with a scalpel in the anatomy lab. But that's not necessarily how they look or function in your own body. And this interconnectedness of everything is why a whole body approach that addresses the entire you and how you're actually moving is so important. 
Now, inner thigh tension and pain is often referred to as groin pain, which I think is really sort of funny because groin pain can refer to discomfort in that area. And that's where the abdomen ends and the legs begin, right? That's the most generalized definition we can get of that. And the terms groin and testicle are sometimes used interchangeably, but you can also have groin pain if you don't have testicles. So I just... It's confusing, right? It's giving generic confusion for sure. Um, It's also used to describe tissues of the upper thigh. So I feel like it's one of those terms that doctors started to use because they thought maybe that regular people would understand it better. And it just became a part of like regular conversation. But it's so vague that it actually makes it more confusing. So if you have pain in your adductors, even if it's at that point that adductors attachment point right at the pubic bone and the sitting bones, that's more helpful information than just groin pain. And I remember when I was working in the physical therapy clinic um, as an aide, right, people would come in with these super, super, super generic uh, prescriptions from their doctors for like groin pain. And the physical therapist was the one who was actually, you know, having to figure out what is actually going on. So I just, that's my, my little rant. So common causes of pain in and around the inner thigh area, we will say. We're not going to use the G word, (laughs) right? A pulled muscle. So any sort of uh, strain of any tissue here in this area, um, including issues at the tendon or the ligaments can cause pain within the inner thigh. And here's another generic body term that just makes things more confusing. It's sometimes called a sports hernia. And that's completely misleading because it's not even an actual hernia. Um, And an actual hernia may even include pain within the testicles if that's something you have. So again, just like a lot of generic descriptors for stuff going on between the legs. So an actual hernia is when you have a weak spot in the wall, the abdominal muscles within the fascia itself that allows some of your internal organs to kind of come through. And I talked about hernias a little bit in episode 180 about lower back pain. Um, But, you know, we, we can have hernias along the midline of the abdomen. It's called diastasis recti. You can see them along the kind of hip creases. That's a super common area for hernias. And then you can also have hernias inside the body, and that's something called a hiatal hernia. So a hernia just really means when the connective tissue has broken down or weakened and organs are going places they don't belong. So to have something called a sports hernia that's not even a hernia, again, confusing, confusing. So pain within the inner thigh can also be an indication of issues with the hip joint, whether that's like a degenerative disease or possibly an injury. So hip impingement is something that commonly manifests as inner thigh pain. And hip impingement is when the head of the femur, so your thigh bone, doesn't sit quite centered within the hip socket, the acetabulum. And there's a bunch of soft tissues around the acetabulum. It really is like a a little cup. Uh, So you have the labrum, that's like the cartilage within the hip socket itself. There's ligaments, there's muscles. And so if the femur isn't centered and not just like at rest, but also if there's an imbalance in the muscles that are pulling and acting upon the hip joint itself, those soft tissues can get pinched or bruised as you're moving and it hurts. 
So hip impingement can manifest as a dull aching pain within the inner thigh or anywhere within the groin that might get worse during movement, during exercise. You may also have the sensation or sound of clicking or popping in the hip joint during movement um, and definitely stiffness within all of these tissues. So the hip, the inner thigh, all of it. Now, I don't want you to get freaked out that because your hip may make some popping noise that you absolutely have hip impingement. I mean, ideally, we do want our joints to be able to move without creating a ton of noise. But if your hips do make noise and you don't have pain and you're also working on your mobility and stability work, I honestly wouldn't be too worried about the noises. In my own body, I definitely have joint cracks that happen, um, including in the hips, those pops that sound like knuckle cracking. I have noticed in my own body and in clients as well, that thunking that you might be feeling across the front of the hip, which is probably some soft tissues going over bone, that resolves and lessens as you continue to build up strength. So I'll just put a pin in that, right? We got to keep building strength always, always, always. So that's why I say too, if your hips are making noise and you're also working on your mobility and your stability work, I'd be less concerned about it. But in my own body as well, right? Things start to make noise when my stability isn't where it needs to be. So I just turn the focus on that and get back to a, a more quiet place. It's not entirely quiet, but more quiet. So how do the inner thighs get injured in the first place. So oftentimes injury here comes from like a sudden change of direction, uh, like moving from side to side. I imagine like a, a speed skater type of action. The strains and issues here in the inner thigh are also really common among soccer and hockey players. So think of the ways in which those types of athletes have to move that can put, you know, a, a stress on the tissue when it's not quite ready for that level of activity. So whether that's like a sudden acceleration, if you're like sprinting, or again, that side to side action loaded can irritate and aggravate and potentially injure the inner thigh. But also if you've had a previous hip injury or maybe age or maybe weakness in the tissues or maybe the muscles are just like don't have the endurance so they're fatigued and it's the end of a long day or hike or something like that. Maybe your range of motion is impacted and the inner thighs are just stinking stiff because your hips are not having the opportunity to fully express their range of motion, right? It's like, if I haven't been moving a lot and my tissues aren't elastic enough to move in all the ways and I'm forced to move in a certain way for whatever reason, right? Chasing after a kid or a pet or like moving quickly or moving weird, then that's where we can get into a position where you injure something. And it's true too that like biomechanical abnormalities, so things like like the discrepancy or having some issues down in the foot that are changing the way force is felt all the way up through the inner thighs can also contribute to pain here. But I want to stress that for most of us who are not playing soccer or hockey, chances are pain in your inner thighs was caused by an accumulation over time of overuse, of underuse, of misuse, probably because of wonky movement patterns. And that's the same with pretty much every tissue in your body. If something hurts, 
and it wasn't like a catastrophic acute type of injury. It's probably because of something that's just been going on and whatever, not even the last thing you did, it could have been the thing you did like five things ago is the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Or it's just, you know what, this is something that you've been able to ignore for some time and now you're just not able to. And that is exactly where your body maintenance plan comes into play, right? The road to pain-free is going to require to look at your posture. It's going to require addressing tension in your tissues. It's going to require creating movement in your body in ways that your day-to-day life doesn't ask of you. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. Now, is it just related to your posture? Because I know I harp on posture all the time. No, but starting here and working your way out as you troubleshoot is the best way to go about it. So I always start with posture with clients because we can clean up a lot of stuff that often resolves a lot of issues. And then we can attune our focus to something else and keep digging deeper. So when it comes to issues with the hips, the lower back, inner thighs, there's a common postural position or fault called lower cross syndrome. And also let's just like give it up to anatomy and physical therapy for having really scary names for everything. But what this basically means is that there's a consistent pattern and posture where the hip flexors and the lower back muscles are tight. If you're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. It's connected. And the abdominals and the glutes are weak. So they form an X together, hence the name that lower crossed syndrome. So hip flexors, lower back are tight, and then abs and glutes are weak. And typically we're just told to stretch. So you stretch and stretch your hip flexors, but nothing quite changes. And you still kind of tweak your back a few times a year. If you're like, oh my God, how did you know? Well, we have to include this strengthening piece too. So strengthening the tissues that are weak to help better support those tissues that are tight because they're possibly being overstretched. And part of that is learning where you are in space at any given time, aka posture, and dialing that into. And one of my favorite ways to strengthen the hips, it's really simple with an exercise called bridge lifts. And I know they seem super basic, but they are effective. And inside the mobility mastery toolkit, we have a really fun variation of bridge lifts with a block that makes them even more effective at helping you to rebuild your hip strength. And rebuilding hip strength will in turn help you with your tight hip flexors and your tight inner thighs. 
Now for inner thighs specifically, and for those adductors, because the attachment point for the adductors is at the front of the pelvis, and then also connecting to your sitting bone, your ischial tuberosity, this is a shared attachment point with glutes and pelvic floor. So I would start with the glutes, start with posture. If you feel like things aren't progressing, then also look at your pelvic floor. Even for me, just last night, it felt like inner thigh, but also so as low back had been bugging me for the day. So I sat on a therapy ball, worked on my pelvic floor tension. And after about, I think I sat there for like 10 minutes, like just farting around my phone, full disclosure. It felt so much better. And even today, almost 24 hours later, it feels so much better. So pelvic floor is also a place to go, but I wouldn't start there if I haven't cleared up all the other stuff as well, right? Posture and working on that lower cross syndrome with the tight hip flexors by strengthening your glutes, start there. And if you feel like things are just still not moving forward for you, that's when I would move on to the pelvic floor. And if you're thinking like, huh, this sounds like there's some strategy to this. Yes, yes, there is. That's exactly what I do during mobility assessments and my one-on-one coaching. So if you're like, I've been going about it by myself, but I'm not quite sure like what that next best step is, we should talk, okay? Now, if you want more on this, definitely check out the episode I did on low back pain and pelvic floor. That's episode 153. And then also episode 152, which is all about hip flexors and back pain. So it's an even deeper discussion about this, but coming at it from a slightly different approach, even though your adductors and inner thighs are still absolutely involved. And I'm also going to link for you in the show notes over at aewellness.com slash podcast, my favorite massage for this area. It's with an exercise called the adductor stretch and massage, and that's available on my YouTube as well. So give those a try. Keep me posted how things go with your inner thighs. And I'd love to hear from you what the biggest takeaway was from today's episode. The thing that made you go, oh my gosh, I hadn't considered this or even what your next best step is gonna be for your adductors. So you can hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Hala for Mala. You can just drop me a quick DM. You can find me on TikTok at AE Wellness or you can give me a call on the Body Nerd Hotline. That number is 818-396-6. 6501. Or if you're more of like a public displays of affection kind of person and you want to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform of choice with your aha moment, I would really appreciate that too. And if you're not subscribed yet, I would also really appreciate that too. So thanks for taking the time to do that. Thanks for being here as well. And don't forget all those resources for you live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. So here's asking better questions, moving more, not quite stretching, but definitely strengthening our inner thighs and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.